Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for June 24th, 2021. Glad that you are with me today. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. We pray to you, O Lord, you hear us in the morning. At sunrise, we offer our prayer and wait for your answer. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. O Lord our God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism you have poured out your grace upon us and claimed us as your beloved people. By the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to love and serve you always, and to love and serve one another. Through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalms 36 and 147, verses 12 through 20, 1 Samuel, 1, uh, 1 Samuel 8, 1 through 22, Acts 6, 15 through 7, 16, and Luke 22, 24 through 30. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 36. Transgressions speak to the wicked deep in their hearts. There is no fear of God before their eyes, for they flatter themselves in their own eyes that their iniquity cannot be found out and hated. The words of their mouths are mischief and deceit. They have ceased to act wisely and do good. They plot mischief while on their beds. They are set on a way that is not good. They do not reject evil. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your judgments are like the great deep. You save humans and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God! All people may take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life in your light. We see light. O continue your steadfast love to those who know you, and your salvation to the upright of heart. Do not let the foot of the arrogant tread on me, or the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the evildoers lay prostrate. They are thrust down, unable to rise. Morning Psalm 147, verses 12 through 20. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for God strengthens the bars of your gates. God blesses your children within you. God grants peace within your borders. God fills you with the finest of wheat. God sends out God's command to the earth. God's word runs swiftly. God gives snow like wool. God scatters frost like ashes. God hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before God's cold? The Lord sends out God's word and melts them. God makes his wind blow and the waters flow. God declares his word to Jacob. God's statutes and ordinances to Israel. God has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know God's ordinances. Praise the Lord. 1 Samuel 8, 1-22 When Samuel became old, he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn son was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were both judges in Beersheba, yet his sons did not follow in his ways. 
but turned aside after gain. They took bribes and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, You are old and your sons do not follow in your ways. Appoint for us then a king to govern us, like other nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to govern us. Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. Just as they have done to me from the day I brought them up out of Egypt to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so also they are doing to you. Now then, listen to their voice, only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. So Samuel reported all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, These will be the ways of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them to his chariots and to be his horsemen and to run before his chariots. And he will appoint for himself commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties and some to plow his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his implements of war and the equipment of his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive orchards and give them to his courtiers. He will take one-fifth and one-tenth of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and his courtiers. He will take your male and female slaves and the best of your cattle and donkeys and put them to his work. He will take one-tenth of your flocks and you shall be his slaves. And in that day you will cry out because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves. But the Lord will not answer you on that day. Well, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. They said, no, but we are determined to have a king over us, so that we may also be like other nations, and that our king may govern us and go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all the words of the people, he repeated them to the ears of the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, Listen to their voice and set a king over them. Samuel then said to the people of Israel, Each of you return home. Our second reading is from Acts chapter 6, verses 15 through chapter 7, verse 16. And all who sat on the council looked intently at him, Stephen, and they said, They saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Then the high priest asked him, Are these things so? And Stephen replied, Brothers and fathers, listen to me. The God of gods appeared to our ancestor Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, Leave your country and your relatives and go to the land that I will show you. Then he left the country of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. After his father died, God had him move from there to this country in which you are now living. He did not give him any of it as a heritage, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as his possession and to his descendants after him, even though he had no child. And God spoke in these terms that his descendants would be resident aliens in a country belonging to others who would enslave them and mistreat them during 400 years. But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God, and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. 
then God gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day, and Isaac became the father of Jacob and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. The patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him and rescued him from all his afflictions and enabled him to win favor and to show wisdom when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who appointed him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout Egypt and Canaan and great suffering, and our ancestors could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our ancestors there on their first visit. On the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. Then then Joseph sent and invited his father Jacob and all his relatives to come to him, seventy-five in all. So Jacob went down to Egypt. He himself died there as well as our ancestors, and their bodies were brought back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor at Shechem. Luke chapter 22, verses 24 through 30. A dispute also arose among them, the disciples, as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? It is not the one at the table, but I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you just as my Father has conferred on me a kingdom, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So our readings for today, we've got 1 Samuel. Um, The people come to Samuel and they are not happy. You notice that we have a continuation of the, the same sort of pattern that we saw before. Before we had Eli and his, pre, and his sons were also priests and they were misusing their authority. Now we have Samuel. He has two sons, and they too are misusing their authority. Again, um, the, the statement here is that faith and, and righteousness, it's not a hereditary trait. You can't just assume that everything is going to be, you know, fine with these people, right? Um, so that's, that's part of it. People come to Samuel and they say, we want a king. And you notice why they want a king. We want a king just like all the nations around us. So that's first of the problems, right? Because they want to be just like everyone else. But the problem is they're not supposed to be like everyone else. They're to be a holy nation, a nation of priests. In fact, over and over, we've seen um, through the book of Judges, especially this idea that that Israel is not supposed to have a king. They're supposed to have a king who is God. And God will appoint leaders, judges, uh, priests, prophets at certain times when the people need them, but they don't have an earthly king. So uh, Gideon was offered the kingship in the book of Judges, and he says, no, 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 I cannot be your king because God is your king. 
right? I could be your leader, I could be your judge, but I don't want to do this. The people don't want that. They want a physical, actual king, just like they are often worshiping all of these physical idols instead of the invisible God, they want a visible, physical king to lead them. Just like everybody else, lead us out into battle. And First Samuel says, no, you can't have that. And then goes to God and God says, okay, give them a king. That's what they want. They've rejected me as their king, but tell them what it's going to take. And he has this great speech about all the things that a king is going to do all the downsides, right? They're looking at all the good sides. Oh, a king will make decisions for us and lead us out in battle. And he says, a king will also take your sons and put them in your in his army and will take your daughters and make them as servants in his kingdom and will take your land and your cattle and your slaves to give to whoever he wants. A king is going to take all of this stuff from you, and one day you're going to cry out because of your king, because of all the things that he has taken from you, maybe because he is someone who is not being righteous the way that he is supposed to be, is leading you down paths, is making poor decisions, and you'll cry out to God, and God will say, well, I tried to tell you, right? That's kind of the idea. And they say, that's fine. We want a king anyways. We want a king just like everybody else that can lead us out. And so Samuel says, okay, that's fine. I'll give you a king. And we'll see what happens with that. Then we have from Acts. Stephen is before the Sanhedrin and they are asking him to give an account for his belief and against this charge that he is here to get rid of the traditions and get rid of the temple. So he begins this sermon, and he starts with Abraham, who was called out of his own land to a land that he didn't know. God said to come to this particular land that they are in, the land of of Israel at this point, when Stephen is speaking, and um, that God would grant to Abraham descendants and a good name and all of these things, but he didn't actually see any of those things. We fast forward a little bit until um, Jacob has his 12 sons, the patriarchs, and one of those sons, Joseph, is mistreated by the rest of the sons and sold into slavery, and yet God is with him there in Egypt. And his brothers try to abuse him over and over, but he ultimately says that God is at work in all of this. So he's, he's telling to these sort of Jewish authorities, retelling to them, um, basically summing up Genesis is what we have here, Um, and using it as a way to explain why he has the hope that he has. And we'll see where that goes. It's it's an interesting thing where he's just, I, I almost feel like this beginning part, he's just sort of like, Uh, Let me tell you the things that you know, and then about halfway through the sermon, he really picks up and kind of, oh, okay, that's that's my point that I'm trying to make. Sometimes us preachers will start talking until we kind of figure out what we're saying, Um, and I think that's what Stephen is doing as well. But it um, it, it's an important sort of toehold back all the way to Abraham and to Joseph. 
And then we have from Luke, Jesus is continuing to speak to his disciples. This is after the meal, and they're arguing with one another who is the greatest, right? It kind of goes from this, um, first Jesus has said, one of you is going to betray me, right? And so they're arguing about that. Who, who could it be? And then you can almost see how, it, how the conversation flips to, well, it couldn't possibly mean me because I'm the greatest of Jesus' disciples. And Jesus says to them that, that it's not about hierarchy, right? The kings of the earth, they have authority and those over them, and they have, you know, there's this hierarchy to a kingdom on earth. But my kingdom doesn't work that way. In the kingdom of God, there's not one who is greater or lesser because they have more authority or more power or whatever it is. The greatest among you is the one who is the servant. I have come to you as a servant. I am here to serve you, which makes me greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You are my friends, and so I want you to be a part of this kingdom. And you will, in fact, serve at my right and left hands, and you will sit at 12 um, seats, and you will judge the, the nations, uh, the tra- 12 tribes of Israel but you'll do so as a servant, not as an authoritarian. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and gather together for prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Eternal God, we rejoice this morning in the gift of life, which we have received by your grace and the new life you give in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for ministries of compassion, witness, and service. Those who make and grow the things we need. The communities in which we live. strength, and abilities to serve you today. Indications of your love at work in the world. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for Jimmy, who is recovering from triple open-heart surgery. For Beverly, who is recovering from cataract surgery. For Bill, who's also recovering from cataract surgery. For Anthony, Lynn's father, who is in the hospital with a perforated intestine, but is recovering and... um, They caught it early enough that it looks like it will heal well. God of grace, we offer our prayers for the needs of others and commit ourselves to serve them even as you have served us in Jesus Christ. Especially we pray for the church in Africa. The conservation of the soil water, and air.
those closest to us in this community. Friends and relatives who are far away. All who care for others in body, mind, and spirit. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's who is hospitalized after a severe broken leg. For David, another friend of Jan Ann's who is having bypass surgery. We pray for Olga, our cleaning tech. For James, my grandfather. For John, a friend of Bill's who lost his wife, Jan. For Pam, a friend of Bill's who uh, suffered a small stroke. And thank God that she is back home. God of our salvation, as the light of morning dawns, heaven and earth, sing your praise. Cause us to live and grow in faith so that we may bear good fruit for the glory of your holy realm. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Now may we continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for Daily Prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else. Click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition, and our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible Daily Lectionary Reading. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a very blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.